You're now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. Numbers. Let us notice the book of Numbers, and we're going back to the book of Numbers, chapter number 23, and as you are turning to the book of Numbers, chapter 23, we have been here for um, a minute right now. We need to go ahead before we get started and do our Bible check on this morning. So if you have your Bible, just lift your Bibles in the sanctuary so we can see them. Just lift your Bibles around. I want you to just look at folk that got their Bible. They say, I got it, 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 I got it. Amen. You can put it down. If you didn't see, if you saw somebody that come here regular that didn't have no Bible, you got my permission to ask them what's wrong with them. But if they're a visitor, they may not know. But we, we ask that everybody be obedient and bring your Bibles to church. Your cell phone, your iPad contains a Bible, but it is not a Bible. I like to teach out of the Bible. I like for folk to have their Bibles before them. When I am teaching, you say, Pastor, what's wrong with my phone? Well, I can be in the middle of teaching and you can receive a message on your phone that distracts you from the word. We don't want to be distracted when it comes time for God's word. And so, again, thank you all for bringing your Bibles to church. Amen. Notice the book of Numbers, chapter number 23. We're going to look at verse number 19. And then we are going to travel to the book of Isaiah, chapter number 54. Thank you again for joining us on this morning. Notice the book of Numbers. Chapter number 23 and verse number 19. Notice what Moses is recorded as saying. We attributed the first five books of the Bible to Moses, the lawgiver, and the first five books of the Bible known as the Pentateuch of the Torah. And again, it is attributed to Moses. God showed Moses the beginning and so forth. And so Moses was able to write the book of Genesis and so forth because God revealed things to him that was before him. And so notice in the book of Numbers 23 and 19, God had Moses record this here. That God is not a man that he should lie. Nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? Come on, here's somebody. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Come on, God got a word for us. Notice the question he asked. Has he said? That's the question. Has he said? Has he spoken? Has he uttered a thing? Because notice what he said. If he has said, will he not do? See, if he said it, he has to do it. Come on, if God says it, he has to do it. Why? Because he's a man, he's not a man that he should lie. If God has spoken it, 
then he has to, watch this, make it good. He has to come through on his word. Come on. This is important this morning. Now, if we know it to be so, then whatever God says, we know it's true. We know it's true. Amen? Notice the book of Numbers. Now, you have to keep that in mind. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said? Will he not do? Has he spoken? Will he not make it good? Notice what God speaks through the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 54. Oh, Lord, somebody about to get happy up in here. Now, remember, now God is about to speak through Isaiah, and God is not a man that he should lie. See, some of us just believe the scriptures. Isaiah 54, 17, God speaks through the prophet, no weapon. I think I had three folk to get excited. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Who said this? The one that can't lie. If we truly believed him and took him at his word, you wouldn't ever worry about weapons that are forming against you. I'm going to teach it whether y'all, some of you ready or not. I say you wouldn't worry about weapons that are forming if you knew because he don't lie, they can't prosper. Come on, you, you can live like I live. I don't worry about COVID. COVID is a weapon. Come on, he said no weapon formed against you shall prosper. They're going to form. But God said, I'm giving you my word that they won't prosper. Every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. Watch, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. My subject this morning is again, don't call God a liar. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor the subject this morning. Don't call God a liar. Look at somebody and tell them what the subject is. Don't call God a liar. Now shout to him again. And let's give God a praise for our subject on this morning. Come on, let's give him a tremendous hand for our subject again. Don't call God a liar. For again, God has revealed in the scriptures, the holy writ, that he is not a man that he should lie. Number one, to lie is again to speak something that is untrue or incorrect. A lie again is to speak something that is untrue. Or incorrect. When a person lies, he or she has 
said or done something that is considered wrong. But see, when it comes to God, God is never wrong. Come on, God is never wrong. I said God is never wrong. I said God is never wrong. He's always right. Now some of us have tried to sit in God's seat. And we've tried to act like we was always right. But no man is always right saving God. And see, that's what I love about God. Did I never have to worry about God telling me something that's wrong? I never have to worry about him telling me something that's incorrect. And if you have the privilege or if you are blessed enough to, to sit under the leadership of a bona fide man or woman of God who strives to imitate God, then what the pastor preaches and teaches comes from God. So that means as long as pastor stays in the word, as long as pastor abides in the word, I know what he's teaching me is right. I know if pastor is coming out of the Bible, the 66 books, then I don't have to wonder if what he's saying to me is incorrect. No, I know it's right because I'm following pastor. Come on, somebody. Because there are times if you are not careful that because of your behavior, I can teach what is right, but it may rub you the wrong way. Come on, come on, don't don't act like you ain't ever came to church thinking you was right about something, but then the word revealed that you was wrong about what you thought you was right about. Come on, somebody. And it took the word to correct you. I wonder I got any married folk in here. You tried to correct your spouse, but they didn't want to hear you. But then all it took was a good word from God. Come on. To say what you have been saying. But then you had Bible to back it up. Come on. Anybody ever tried to tell somebody you were right, but you just didn't know Bible? You just didn't know word to get it to them. But then once you start being taught, once you start being trained in the word, do y'all not recognize one of the best things we could ever do in life is to remain in the word, is to never leave the word Come on, somebody. That's the reason I love preaching and teaching from the Word. Because the Word, according to John 1 and 1, is God. And God is never incorrect or he is never wrong. Secondly, when you look at God, when the Bible talks about God not being a man that he should lie, number two, I want you to receive that lie again has to do with being deceitful or deceptive. When a person is lying, they are being deceitful or deceptive. And again, one thing you don't have to worry about with the Most High God is him saying something to you with the primary motive of deceiving you. No, God is not deceptive. Come on, somebody. He can make you a promise that sounds so good that if you don't really know him, you may think he's playing with you. You may think that he's deceiving you. If you don't know him the way you need to know him, you may just think, well, God is trying to pull one over on me. But can I preach it right this morning? God doesn't have to speak anything just to be trying to deceive his people. Even if it seems big, you need to know you serve a big God. 
Oh, I'm talking to somebody because there are times that if you don't really know God the way you need to know him, God will speak something in your life. You can share it with somebody and they'll try to convince you you better not believe that. I don't know who playing with your mind, girl, but you ain't going to ever have such and such and such and such. Yeah, but God told me that I could have it. See, you need Bible to back up that God wasn't playing with you. Oh, I need to get more witnesses in the house. Somebody that was on the bottom, but God told you he was going to raise you up. Family thought you was crazy. They thought you were talking out the side of your neck, but look at you now. Look how blessed you are. Look how far you have came. I got a question for somebody. Did he make good on his promise? Did he make good on his promise? Did he make good on his promise? God is not deceptive. And then finally, the most important thing in reference to lie is that God cannot fail. God cannot fail. God is not a man that he should lie. God does not fail. There is no failure in God. See, when you know God cannot fail, God can give you a promise today. Everything that can go wrong can go wrong tonight. But because you know he can't fail, you still get a good night's sleep. You are still able to rest knowing that what he told me he was going to do, he's surely going to do it. Come on, I said he's surely going to do it. I better tell somebody right now, if God promised to do something in 2022, he is going to do this year what he promised you he would do. Don't you jump over to 23. Don't you start talking about no next year. I don't want to hear next year from you if God said this year. Why do we do that with God? Because some of us don't really recognize that if God said he would do a thing within a particular year, I don't care what happened. God going to do what he said. I don't care what happened with the economy. God going to do what he what he said. Let the housing market do what it want to do, but God going to do what he said. Your doctor talking about there's no new drug out that can deal with your situation, but you got to know, look, doc, I ain't dependent on your new drug. God going to do what he said. Why, pastor? Because he can't fail. He can't fail. This is what gives saints of God Listen to me carefully. The ability to walk with great boldness. Listen, not arrogance. We should never be arrogant. But you should be bold. Even the Bible talks about how the righteous are bold as a lion. If you know the one who's promising to do this, that, and the other in your life cannot fail, how are you without boldness? Just knowing that God cannot fail gives me great confidence. Listen, 
not in totality when it comes to me, but in the God that made the promise. But I don't discount myself because he's going to move through me. Why do we need to be bold? Because there are times God is going to do stuff, but he needs you to open up your mouth and speak it. He needs you to say it. He needs you to agree with it. Come on. Some of you, God be telling you to say stuff and you won't open up your mouth. You won't open up your mouth. You ain't got enough boldness just to say what God told you to say. But when you know God can't fail, you'll speak whatever he tell you to speak. Do you hear me? You'll walk with great boldness or with great confidence. Too many saints nowadays act cowardly or very fearful. Y'all know I'm right about it. Notice also he says in Numbers 23, God is not a man that he should lie. Watch nor a son of man. That he should repent. God does not need to change. Come on. The difference between being productive in every aspect of life and being productive in one or two aspects of life is knowing God. Is knowing God. Because listen, God has no favorites. Come on, he has no favorites. I want to be blessed. Maybe I need to be a pastor. No, maybe you need to stay where you at and just believe God. Come on, because this ain't a pastor thing. There are pastors that are broke. There are pastors that are crooked. There are pastors that are liars. Am I right? But the difference between being productive in every aspect of life and only productive in one or two while you fail at seven or eight is knowing God. When challenges come, I know God. When obstacles show up, I know God. Some of us claim to know him until obstacles show up. Now, I don't want to make you mad, but, but, but did y'all see how many saints changed during COVID? Did you see how many people went from faithful to unfaithful? From fearless to fearful? And basically, what had them so scared, they really couldn't see it. They could just see the effects of what folks say is coming from it. And in some instances, folk was assigning to COVID things that we have been dealing with for years, as simple as allergies. Come on, come on, somebody. Some folk was so fearful you couldn't sneeze around them. Now, I ain't got no problem if that's a sinner and I sneeze and he all feel for him wearing himself. But you call yourself a child of God and you scared of a sneeze. I ain't getting on that elevator. It's more than Oh, no, it's more than four people now. 
whether you get on the elevator or not shouldn't be determined by fear. I know I'm teaching right because if you ever let fear move you in one area, fear is going to try to move you in every area. That's when I just shut the door on fear. Fear tried to show up, but I'll kick fear to the curve. Why? I know what you want to do. You want to have me scared about everything. And some of you claim COVID six or seven times and didn't have COVID. My test negative. I ain't got it. Why you go down there anyway? Went down there looking for it. But see, God, listen, this is all I'm trying to show y'all. How was he God before COVID? But then during COVID, he lost power. He lost ability to heal. He lost ability to deliver. He lost ability to protect. Can I tell some of us? Some of us have been in worse things than COVID. Or you have been around worse things than COVID. You didn't even know it because God rebuked what was standing right beside you. I know I'm talking right. Folks should be thanking him right now. Hands should be going up. You didn't realize the car coming to you was a drunk driver, but God made him stay in his life. God made him. God rebuked things for his people. As you be in seated, just look at somebody and say, do you, do you realize how many folk want to get you? Now, some of you looking like, not me, Pastor. I strive to treat everybody right. Give them the folk folk want to get. It's the people that's striving to treat everybody right. I know the only reason some folk didn't do to me what they wanted to do. Because God wouldn't let them. God put in them, touch not, and do my prophet no. Get your mouth off the man of God. Stop talking about it. And then you had saints at this church. If God don't change, if I'm operating in God, I shouldn't change. But some folk thought I was going to change how I preach and teach. No. Because I recognize in the midst of it that God don't change. Hebrew 13 and 8. He's the same yesterday, today, and Malachi 3 and 6. For I am the Lord. I do not. See, we got to know this, saints. You got to know this. You got to know this for the next pandemic. I'm getting ready to move on. I said, you got to know this for the next pandemic. P-L-A-N. Pandemic. You got to know this for the next one. I'll be watching TV sometimes and stuff will run across the screen. 
Do you eat tomatoes? Do you realize the danger that lies in tomatoes? If you knew about tomatoes, you wouldn't eat tomatoes. Click on this advertisement to see why tomatoes are bad. No. No, I like tomatoes. No. No. Come on, somebody. No. Anybody, anybody you know been at Camp Lejeune? No. No. For a steady trying to put fear in us. And some of you make the mistake of letting folk entertain you for hours with the sole purpose, listen, of making you doubt the creator. Climate change. Come on. Come on now. You really think I'm finna worry about glaciers melting? Come on now. Oh God, I met some of my political folk. They ain't about you. Man. The earth The world and those who man can only do so much. I said he can only do so much. Look at Titus. Boy, we're trying to work with this one this morning. We're trying to work with it because there are some folk, yeah, you know you fearful. You feel you try to get around for and act brave and oh I'm I'm getting trust in God. No, not the way you need to. You need to understand God don't change. Whatever you may be going through this morning, if God has made you a promise, you need to know that He is not a man that He should lie, nor a son of man that He should repent. God ain't gonna change. Notice Titus number one, Titus one and two. Notice this. Notice Titus one and two. Make sure y'all go with me. This is the New Testament. Come on, come on, y'all get there, get there. Titus 1 and 2, we land a good foundation. Titus 1 and 2, notice what Paul wrote. He said, in the hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised before time began. Look what Paul told Titus. In the hope of eternal life, eternal life is a promise. In hope of eternal life, which God, the Most High. Now notice the next word, who cannot lie. Who cannot lie. Go to the book of Hebrew. Go, he cannot lie. As you turn to Hebrew, just look at the neighbor real quick and just tell him, I know you ain't God. How you know your neighbor ain't God? Because they can lie. Come on. Look at one more person. Don't be scared. I'm just looking and say, I know you ain't God. Because you can lie. And if you ain't careful, you will lie. Not you, preacher. I ain't God. No, I don't practice lying. No, you ain't going to strive that. I don't practice sin. 
But do I mess up sometimes? Yes. Do I speak things and then I'm unable to fulfill what I spoke? That can happen. That can happen. I told you 1.30. And I got here at 1.33. Guess what I did? Lied. Lied. But I got caught by four red lights. Come on. And got behind a school bus. Listen, no excuses, legit things. But I wasn't there at 1.30. See, God don't have to speak something and then come back and tell you that this, that, and other happened and he can't. Look at Hebrews 6. Look at Hebrews 6. Laying a good foundation, Hebrews 6. Notice verse 18. Hebrews 6 and verse 18, that by two immutable things or unchanging things, in which, listen carefully, it is impossible for God to lie. We might have strong consolation or comfort who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. But here's what I want you to see, that by two immutable things in which it is, what? Which it is what? Which it is what? For God to do what? Impossible can't be done. Can't be done. It is impossible for God. So what the verse says to me is that I can trust God. Come on. I say, I say, I say, you can trust God. I can trust God. Listen, you can trust God, number one, at all times. Come on, you can trust God at all times. There is never a time when you should distrust God. You can trust God at all times. They just laid you off. They just closed the plant down. But guess why you should be smiling? Why should you be smiling? Because you can trust God. I can trust God to give me, watch, a better job. I can trust him to give me a better job. I can believe him for better pay. But what happened when things happen in our life and we don't know we can trust God at all times? Any little thing can happen in your life that will cause you to go from being a happy person. Listen. To a very stressful or miserable person. Did y'all hear me? That's just life. Look, you might just shout, that's just life. That's just life. Come on, you ain't gonna change that. That's life. Things gonna happen in life, am I right? But you can trust who? You can trust God. I wish that would just get embedded. 
in the being of the spirit of every child of God. You can trust God at all times. Number two, you can trust God with everything. Trust God with everything. Can you trust man at all times? No. You trust man according to the leading of God. I know this is a good teacher. And let me tell you something. When you're close to God the way you need to be, when you're praying the way you need to be, when you're in the Word the way you need to be, I'm finna say something. That's reason I'm saying it like I'm saying it. God Himself will let you know who you can trust. See, that went over some of your head. That's when your life is so miserable, you don't know who you can trust. But enough time spent in prayer, enough time in this word, folks will be saying something good to you and God will tell you don't trust him. Yeah, this is a one owner. Just got it today. Don't trust him. Don't trust him. That's why you break it down like that. Because God ain't limited to speaking to you in no church. If you take a note, note this. One of the primary motives or motivations for change is regret. One of the primary motivations for change is regret. Listen to me carefully. See, with God being all-knowing, all-powerful, God never has regret. He never has regret. If you've ever read a scripture where you thought the Bible was saying God re- regretted doing this, that, no, you ain't reading that scripture right because God is perfect. Nobody who's perfect has regrets. God being perfect, why would he need to regret anything? He knows the beginning from the end. But when it comes to you and I, we can have regrets. Listen, from a natural standpoint, Because we don't know everything. If some of us knew right now, if we knew what we knew right now 10 years ago, don't tell me you wouldn't have did something different. Don't tell me you wouldn't have did something different. You lying if you say, pals, they not, not, no. Come on. I said 10 years, but somebody was like, pastor, three days. Three days ago. But see, because we don't know everything, we sometimes are left with regret. Just on a simple thing. Somebody tell you, go out to eat. They tell you, this restaurant, just boom, 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 boom. You tell them your favorite restaurant, they say, no, your, your, your restaurant ain't got nothing on there. So you go there. And want nothing good but the lemonade. They had some good lemonade. You order the appetizer. You order the entree. You try something else. Then they brought you a hundred and forty dollar bill. 
This happened to me. This is a true story. I immediately got in touch with folks that don't ever. You on the list. You on the list. Don't tell me about no restaurant. You on the list. But see, I had regret. Listen, because if I would have known that that place was that bad, I wouldn't have went. Come on. There are folks on their wedding day said, I will. I do. But they didn't know five years from now he going to turn into the biggest fool you ever met. He going to stop working. He going to start wanting to put his hands on you. Come on here, somebody. Now, if you knew on the wedding day that five years from now he going to turn into a slap fool. When the preacher said, and will you take, you said, and I will not. <laughs> and, and everybody would have been like, what's going on? Y'all look so pretty there. You know, within five years, he's going to nut up on me. But see, I'm trying to get you to see with God. God is perfect. I'm teaching on a higher level than some of y'all can receive. Now, as we mature in God, listen. You start limiting regret. Because in all your ways, you start acknowledging him. And you let him direct your path. So when God says to you that a thing, that a person is not good enough for you, you don't question him. He's not a man. Come on, my single. That he should lie. So you say, hey, got to leave that alone. Do you realize as we grow in God, as we mature in God, you limit regrets. Why? Because in all your ways, you acknowledge him. You show me what to do. I should have prayed before I came up here. I should have asked you, was this the right one? I should have prayed about. I'm getting ready to close it, but I'm getting, I'm getting happy and excited up here. Because I know what my God can do. And so when we understand, when it comes to God, how you see God will never change who he is. Come on. What did Paul tell Timothy? If we are faithless, come on, saints. He remain faithful. He cannot deny. I got some Bible folks in here. If we are faith, he remains he cannot deny. Himself. Did you really get that? How you see God does not change or alter who he is. Because I don't believe in God. Guess what? He's still God. It don't matter. You're not going to change him. I don't believe the most high is in control. It don't matter. He's still in control. 
I don't believe in all that hell stuff. Don't matter. Hell still exists. I don't believe in heaven, paradise, street paved with gold, 12 gates to the city. I don't believe there's a crystal river that flows out of the city. Hey, whatever. Come on. It don't change who he is. I got to let that sink. It don't change. That's the reason I'm a believer. If my cousin is a non-believer, his non-belief won't change my belief. And he cannot stand in my house and talk about the God that I serve without being asked to leave. You ain't going to disrespect God in my house. And I sit there and listen to you. I don't care who you is. I've had relatives come to the house. Y'all know how to tell you. Serious business. Try to fire up a cigarette. Nah. -uh. You can't do that here. Man, you got to be kidding, man. I ain't, you can't. Don't, don't do that here. I'm going to honor God in everything he gave me. Y'all getting God them patty cake. I tell folks that if they come work up here to church. Let me see here. We, we might can do it. I said, hold I said, you don't mind. I said, don't. I said, we don't smoke up here. And I know folk around here know I'm like that. So when ain't nobody here, I know they dropping all them cigarette buds out there. See, but I ain't all knowing. I ain't all seeing. I don't know who doing that. <laughs> when we end up here, y'all, they probably just flicking us. <laughs> They're holier than thou. Think they so much better than it. <laughs> and how many know folks accuse you of that? Oh, 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 you used to smoke. So, so now you so hope. Just stop them right there and say, what, what'd you say? Used to. Used to be a whore, monger. Used to be a whore. Come on. We talk all day about what used to be. But you got to recognize, you got to respect this new man. I'm trying to close this thing, but yeah. Tell your neighbor, but when you see God, for who he is, for who he has revealed himself to be, it changes you for the better. Come on, I'm in the cold. Did y'all hear what I said? Now how a man sees God never changes God. He's perfect. Omnipresent, omniscient, and such. But now when I see him, as he has revealed himself to be to me through the holy writ of the holy scriptures. Now it changes me for the better. Listen, not because you come to church.
Because some of you at church right now, you, you sitting here mad, ready to leave. But that's when your life's so jacked up. You keep fighting God. And as long as you fight God, that's a fight you can't win. Come on, that's a fight you can't. Pastor, what changed your life when I started seeing God for who he was? I don't have to deliver myself. He came to deliver me. I don't have to be the source for my happiness. I need to allow him to be the source of my happiness. I'm teaching right. When this happens, you are positioned to be successful. Are y'all ready? Look at Isaiah. Look at Isaiah. We closing. Look at Isaiah. Yeah, somebody, you, you here today, you fighting God. That's a battle you can't win, brother. That's a battle you can't win, sister. That's when you so miserable. And you keep trying to blame it on people. What folk doing now? It's your fight with God. It's your resistance to him that's bringing frustration in your life. If you would go ahead, my sister, and submit to God, he'll change your life for the better. What you've been trying to do for years, my brother, if you submit to God, see him for who he is, he'll change your life. Notice what he says in Isaiah 54 and 17. Remember, we done laid a great foundation that God is not a man that he should lie. Notice what he speaks through the prophet. He said, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. The word no means not one, not any. Listen to me. Not one, not any, no weapon formed, listen, against you shall prosper. And so I ask God in meditating, why then, God, do so many weapons not only form, but why are they prospering? Why are they prevailing? Why are they winning over your people? Come on. And God said, because, listen, there are those who think, who talk, and who act like I'm alive. See, if in your thoughts, in your words, and in your deeds, you call God a liar. Weapons just won't form against you, but they'll prosper. They'll take you out. They'll bring down your house. Come on. Weapons will show up. Listen to me. And slap the smile off your face. 
Did you hear me? But somewhere, whether it be in your thoughts, your words, or your deeds, you are calling God a liar. You are saying to him, he can't do it. You're thinking that he can't do it, and you're acting like he can't do it. Some of you right now, you're in a situation, but you acting like you alone. That's how you treating that situation, like you all alone. See, whenever as a see, see the problem with most church folk is that they don't get taught out the Bible. They get a bunch of jokes and stories. See, we get taught out the Bible. When you face a battle, no matter what it be, your job, your family, church, it don't matter. And you go about that battle acting like you alone. Guess what you just call God? Guess what? You treat that situation like you in it by yourself. Guess what you calling God? A liar. Pastor, how have I called him a liar? You don't have to say it with your mouth, child. But when you say, when you treat a situation like you alone, then let's examine the scripture. God said, I'll never. That's right, no matter what I go through, my own wife may not understand me. My own wife may not be able to comfort me. But the devil is a liar if I'm going to think I'm alone. I'm going to know at all times that God is with me. I just dropped a 911 on you. Because there are going to be folks in your life that don't understand you. And sadly, sometimes they don't care to understand. If it's going to happen, I got to do it myself. I ain't got nobody. If I just had somebody, everybody got somebody. I ain't got nobody to encourage me. If I had somebody to tell me I could make, you got somebody. And the thing I love about God is that he ain't like an ungodly man that'll make you happy over lies. God will get you happy over the truth. Let me tell you something about some of you in here right now. Your biggest problem is how you always feel sorry for yourself. I'm trying to close. Before I close, I might want to make somebody real mad before they leave. <laughs> and if I see you again, I'm going to know that, hey, this is the power of God. But when you always feeling sorry for yourself, You're calling God a liar. Because more than anybody, it's him that's in the battle with you. Nobody understands me. Why are you lying on God? God knows you better than you know yourself. I hate it when I see single people who they think is, oh, if I could just get married. 
I won't be alone. And then they marry folk. They say, if I can just be alone. <laughs> if it wasn't for him. No, she the problem. <laughs> Nobody in here, in their right mind, is going to look to heaven. Even though God in us, we look at the abode of God, the throne of God. God the Father seated at the throne. Jesus the Son of God at the right hand. Nobody would look to God and just outright say, you a lie. It's in our thoughts. It's when you go to do something that you know God told you not to do, but the only reason you're doing it is because you don't believe he's going to do what he said he'd do. But tell you, nigga, on another hand, when your thoughts, your words, and your deeds call him faithful. Did, did y'all see how God spent it? When your thoughts, when your words, and your deeds say to him, you faithful. I don't call you a liar. I call you faithful. See, now, what he said through Isaiah thousands of years ago, God said, because I don't change, know that that's working for you right now. Know that that weapon that has formed, know that I won't let it prosper. And then you can look to it and you can say, Lord, that's why I call you faithful. Cause, no, don't clap. Because even though all this is happening, listen. Not only, this is what God told me to tell his people, not only am I not going to allow that thing to prosper, but because in your thoughts, your words, and your deeds call me faithful, God said, you take them over there to Romans 8 and close there. You take them over there to Romans 8 and, 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 and you drop that on them. Romans 8 and 28. There you go, Ding John. You already know Romans 8 and 28. You drop that on them. You drop Romans 8 and 28 on them. And then y'all get y'all rhema. Well, we get our rhema. And we know that all work what? For what? To those who what? And we know that all work work Work, work, fire is working. No, it's working. Together, it's working. Fire is working. Fire is working. Fire. I'm going somewhere. It's working. Fire. It ain't got there yet. It's working. Fire was working together. The weapons. Not only will the weapons not prosper, but God going to make them work for you. He going to take the weapon that was formed to defeat you. 
Not only will it not prosper, but God's I'm going to bring good out of it. Come on. If you can receive it, jump to your feet and give him a hand to pray. Only if you can receive it. It's working how? For our? So the weapon will not only not prosper, but because God ain't a liar, he said he'll make it work for our good. So, so I'm not worrying about weapons. I know weapons ain't going to prosper against me. And I know in the end, the weapon going to work. That means that lie folk telling on me. God going to bring a blessing out of the lie. I got to close, but if you got to go, you release. Because I'm in one of the moments. Come in for a minute. Uh, brother, brother Daniel. Come in for a minute. You didn't use the steps. <laughs> All right. I got the right one. I got the right one there. See, I got to make it work for you. I need it. <laughs> now, listen, listen. Believe it or not, believe it or not, then I got to go on. I, I used to be able to do that, but that, that's another stuff. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. I'm going to show you biblically how this stuff works. Because, see, some of us, we wouldn't be pouting. We wouldn't be crying. You wouldn't be depressed because you know not only that thing that came fighting me, trying to win, not only are you not going to win, but God going to take all this. <laughs> see, see, that's when enemies bother you. See, in the mind of God, he, God be like, when I'm done with her, <laughs> you're going to wish you left her alone. When, when, when I get through with him, you gonna wish you wouldn't have talked about him. Yeah, you put him down, I'm picking him up. And when I'm done, I'm gonna make sure you see it cleaned up. But see, I'm gonna show you this, then I got to go. If you're a refuge member, you know how this goes. It's just today, live streamers, y'all getting a taste of what happens to them every week. It ain't never over with the first mess. Not around here. But we still got the lie going. So Joseph brothers took him and threw him in a hole. Jumped down in that hole. Threw him in the hole. Trying to get rid of him. Trying to kill him. Didn't like him. But when they threw their own brother in the hole, God made it clear to put it in the Bible, but there was no water in it. So from the moment Joseph landed in the hole, God was already working for him. God was already making sure ain't nothing going to be down there to drown him, to kill him. And so since God is God, he said, I got to make this work for him. See, Joseph came from the hole. Now just walk around them steps, do steps this time. Walk around them steps. Got sold to Potiphar's house. Now he's working for a man by the name of Potiphar. Y'all with me? Been sold by his brothers. 
Treat it wrong. See, some of y'all get so, if everybody did treat me wrong, just, just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Stop glorifying your enemy so much. Stop talking about what they did and just recognize the blessing coming out of what they did. Hold on. Don't clap. Don't clap. And so he's at Potiphar's house now. Sold him in a hole. They come by. They sell him into, into the hands of the Egyptians or whoever. So now Joseph's at Potiphar's house. Now Potiphar's wife tried to sleep with him. He didn't want to sleep with the woman. So he took off running. When the woman's husband got home, he said, hey, the slave you brought in this house, he done tried to rape me. He done tried to take advantage of me. She lied on Joseph. So from there, Joseph go to the prison. Come on. Nay locked up in prison. It's in the prison that because Joseph can reveal dreams, that he reveals a dream. Tell the man, look, I'm going to tell y'all what's going to happen to y'all. And it happened to them. He said, just remember me when this right here happened to the one where something good happened. He said, just remember me. The man forgot him. But then the man got in trouble. Then the man remembered, wait, I know a man. Can we find him? I know exactly where he at. He in prison. He told me a dream that came true for me. I guarantee you he'll tell you your dream. So now he comes before Pharaoh. Ain't it Pharaoh? Tell Pharaoh the dream. Pharaoh ended up making him second in charge. Pharaoh said, you're going to be over all the land of Egypt. Only in title. We missed that. Only in title will I be higher. That means in knowledge, wisdom, and everything, I know you the man, boy. So by the time his brothers come, because they in a famine needing food, they come down into Egypt. Guess who got to decide whether they get food or not? The one they put in a hole, God done put in the palace. So God took a hole and turned it into a palace. God took a hole and brought something good. But let's walk it back. This is when you got to trust God. He never gets to the palace if he don't go to Potiphar's house. He don't get to the prison, to the palace, if she don't lie on him. She can't lie on him unless he get in the hole. So why are you sitting up there despising the hole? It's the hole that's going to take you to the palace. So all that bad, it ain't but one person that can bring good out of it. Hold on. Now, the one person above everybody who can bring good out of your bad, out of your misery. Only one person can do it. And this is what he said to you today. And then I'm going to let the mic go. Open the door. I'm going out the door. Whoever MC received the final offer and dismissed the service, and we're going to close down the line. You got it? Only one person can bring you from the hole to Potiphar's house. From Potiphar's house to prison, from prison to the palace, from the palace, you second in charge. 
over everything. Joseph. But how do I see that one person that can do all this? Do I see him as a liar or do I judge him faithful? Somebody today, if you're judging faithful, I'm done. If you're judging faithful, I'm speaking to one group of person, group of people. If you're judging faithful, you will never spend another day, listen, stuck in depression. Never. You'll never get stuck in it again. This is what he's going to do for you today. This is a tight piece he's going to drop in your spirit. That no matter what happened in your life, you will not get stuck. Being depressed. Because you're going to always know I judge him. We pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.